This is the Doctor. President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box. Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castabras. Hey, you fans, welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And this is episode 49. We're almost at 50. Yeah, so close. Almost there. So have you guys have had a cracking week? Have you been, buddy? You okay? Yes, I'm good, yeah. Yeah, I'm not too bad. I, uh, <laughs> I was, um, we, for the benefit of our listeners, we're on the, on the third take of doing the intro, and it was nearly a fourth take because right as the music kicked off there, I was about to sneeze. <laughs> I was thinking, no, don't. <laughs> so, yeah, but otherwise I'm good. Yeah, nice hay fever, but I'm good. Cool, cool, cool. So loads happening um, around Comic-Con at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I know. Very, yeah. yeah. As Doctor Who heads back to San Diego for Comic-Con. I've seen loads and loads of tweets and videos and all sorts of stuff um, that people have posted already who are out there. Um, so I, I think it's too much to, to cover in our news section. Maybe we'll do a roundup next week or the week after or something. But um, yeah, mainly focused around all the Lego stuff. Mm, yeah. Which looks very cool. There's a big buzz about that. Yeah. And I thought my, uh, my uncle's out there at the minute. I've, oh, wow. I've been hoping, yeah, I've been hoping that he's actually there. I'm very jealous. Um, I've, I told him to message me when he was in the merchandise store so he can pick, pick me up some stuff. But I haven't heard from him. Oh, so cool. pro- probably because he knows he'll end up spending about $1,000 <laughs> if, if he messages me. <laughs> yeah, plus yeah. the shipping charge back over to oh, you. Oh, yeah. oh, no, he'll be back here in a couple of weeks. He's just gone out there on holiday. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I said, all right, I've got a massive list for you. <laughs> <laughs> I want Pop Funkos, I want comics, I want T-shirts. I want all the exclusives. The whole lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's this um, there's this place that I've ordered some, some comics from in the past. Um, it's a comic book shop. I can't remember exactly where they're based. It's called um, A Place in Space. Oh, I like the name. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, they've already got loads of the uh, San Diego exclusive stuff up on their eBay store. Oh, really? Yeah, and there's a few cool um, covers of the 12th Doctor comics, oh, sweet. Um, which look very, very cool. I'm always amazed how how places get this stuff up and available so quickly, because it's only been going for, I think it's a day Yeah, to Comic-Con, really. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Which is there, what crazy. sort of prices? Silly prices or reasonable? Um, pretty good. I think they were 15 quid. Oh, so not too bad. So, not too bad for exclusives. Mm-hmm. Were you going to say about Jenna and Peter being there? Um, yes, all those guys are there for, I think they're doing a panel and some other stuff there. Mm. Um, but in reference to the um, uh, the Lego Dimensions game, which we'll come on to in the news, uh, I thought it was just Capaldi involved, but apparently Jenna Coleman's voiced her character for it and uh, um, Michelle Gomez as well. Oh, right, okay. Stuff. So that was very, very mm. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so loads of stuff come out of Comic-Con. Just loads of um, people. There's like thousands of images already. If you just do a Twitter search or an Instagram search for um, Comic-Con 2015 and couple it with Doctor Who or something, there's just loads and loads. It's very cool. Yes, I'd love I'd love to be there. Do they normally have... Um, is, is it normally the Comic-Con where they show the 
trailer is that like last year did they show a series eight trailer that's right yeah so yeah is it possible we might they might get one this year or is it kind of already Mm, gone past that maybe yeah we might get one might get one Mm. yeah because last time they didn't show it in the uk did they last time they they kind of kept it to themselves i think right to the end right to the end yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good thing about comic-con they normally um it's not like um like movie festivals or um uh, video game festivals the the big um uh video gaming uh thing that happens uh e3 what happens is all the big companies like sony and microsoft they do their big press conferences the night before and all their big reveals and everything and the rest of the week is really quiet nothing really happens but with mm. comic-con they have stuff like big reveals and stuff happening right up until like the last day so it's pretty cool actually i'd love to go it's like a bucket list thing yeah, yeah, I'd love to do it. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. any of our listeners are, are, are there, um, give us a tweet or something. Let us know how it was because I would imagine it's awesome. Yeah, everything's awesome. <laughs> I did think that. <laughs> Can't say that word about thinking of that now. Yeah. Talking of Comic Con stuff, um, our very own London Comic Con has seemed to have stepped up a, a gear. Yeah, the the June one, uh, July one. Sorry. Yeah, the London yeah. Film and Comic Con by Showmasters. Um. And it's got me really excited, but also quite petrified at the same time. How um, so? How so? Because normally um, at these things, they, they have a headline guest or a couple of headline guests, don't they? Mm. Um, but this year they seem to have just gone to town on it. So I remember a few months ago they announced that Michael J. Fox was going to be there. That's right. Which is quite cool. And Christopher Lloyd from Christopher Back to the Lloyd. Future. Yep. But now Sigourney Weaver's there as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, I was surprised when I saw that as well. Yeah, which is mm. very cool. So they've got these um, these big Hollywood stars, or Bill, Bill Paxton's there, uh, Neve Campbell, loads of other people, loads of people from the original Back to the Future series as well. Um, and you can get your picture taken in the DeLorean with Michael J. Fox as well, can't you? Yeah. I saw, which is just, wow, I'd love to have that on my wall. That would be <laughs> awesome, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but there are some extra Doctor Who people there which weren't there before. So Catherine Tate's there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is great stuff. Got about that, yeah. Yeah. Um, David Bradley. Yes, I'd love to meet him. He's only there on the Saturday, isn't he? Yeah. Which is a real shame. Yeah, I'd love to meet him. That's definitely a one for me, I think, David Bradley. Mm. Um, Sylvester McCoy's now there because it was just Colin Baker before. Yeah. Um, and there's another dude as well. Another dude from who? Can't remember. But I, know, I noticed because um, with these, I normally just turn up on the day. But I did note that they've said that the tickets for the Saturday have already sold out. Yes. And I don't know if that's uh, is that usual? Because I I don't know. Maybe I've always gone on the Sunday, but I tend to just rock up there on the day and walk in. Um, but I know this one. Maybe it's because of all these guests. But I know they did announce that the Saturday and possibly the Friday, I can't remember, two of the days have already sold sold out day tickets. So does that mean you, you can't turn up on the day? It's no, you're not going to get in, I assume. Um, let me just have a look. Yeah, because it does say that Saturday and Sunday are sold out. Yeah. Oh, Saturday um, and Sunday. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, it says, well, apparently for the first time, um, it's a sellout weekend. Oh, so right. Okay. Only Friday tickets are available now. Yeah, so I because I was just I know it might sound silly, but I was thinking, does it mean are they talking about like photo and autograph tickets? Because or do they mean no entry tickets are sold out? I'm assuming it means entry ones. Entry tickets, yeah. Yeah, wow. So that's what I was going to come on to, which petrifies me because they haven't changed the venue, so it's still at the um, London Olympia. 
and I don't know if you guys have been to the Olympia before, but um, it was absolutely rammed packed solid when it wasn't sold out. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so it's going to be really, really cramped and horrible. Oh, yeah, it will be. And it will oh, be hot as well. Um, so, yeah. So if you guys are going, um, then I would suggest getting there relatively early <laughs> um, and try and have a bit of a plan about what you want to get around and see because I think it's going to be a bit, bit of a... Uh, a jam sandwich that one it's gonna be a bit of a squeeze and also if the weather's like it is today whoo yeah scorching in there oh yeah, yeah. I, so I would have loved to have gone on the saturday because that's i wanted to meet dave bradley i was planning to do um but obviously they've all sold out now which uh which kind of puts an end to that anyway but yeah i, I would have loved to have gone up i mean on the, when i went to the one at the they did it at earl's court two last time that's right um, yep. last year and i went to that one and it was it was it was really empty but that was on the Sunday, so it's a totally different experience. And I guess I kind of naively thought this one might be the same, but oh no. Oh no. <laughs> How wrong yeah. was I? We do have to, um, we can't really moan though. We, we, can't, we, we can't sit on a podcast like we've done previously and moan that, you know, we don't have all these uh, big Comic-Con events and stuff like that in the UK. Mm. And then when they happen, they sell out. We're like, oh, what? <laughs> so um, you, have no, to kind of, you have to take the rough with the smooth. Sigourney Weaver would be a good one. How much? I think she's about ninety-five pounds. Is it for an autograph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not cheap. Yeah, it's not yep. cheap. No. Yeah, yeah. It would be a good one to have on the wall, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's another couple of people from Doctor Who as well, and I can't remember. I can't see who they are. I think they're just some of the supporting cast who've been on it before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be um, a, a really good one, I think. So maybe I can. I know that my uh, my boss at work doesn't listen to this, so safe to say I uh, could swing a little uh, a little cheeky sick, sick day on a Friday. Yeah, all on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So on Thursday, <laughs> I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling great. Yeah, cool. I might do not, it. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see a picture of you in the DeLorean with Marty. <laughs> Splashed all over Facebook, so my work yeah. colleagues can see it. And- drop me in it yeah that's right yeah fly <laughs> yeah don't try yeah. and con me biff <laughs> <laughs> do it do it so yeah if you guys are going take plenty of snaps for us because uh we're clearly not going now it's sold out no <laughs> and i've never pre-booked tickets before either so i've just walked rocked up and paid on the door so no that's the same here that's what i mean i always just rock up on dates i'm never sure if i can make these things so i tend to tend to be very last minute i think right i'm off yep. and i'll just turn up so yeah I'm kind of glad that they've announced it because there is a chance I would have just gone on the Sunday and been a bit, a bit gutted. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Cool. Right, yo, shall we crack on with news? Yeah, yeah, let's get it landed. Nobody got in contact, by the way, to uh, let us know what's different about that TARDIS sound. No, well, apart from... Um, or did they? Yeah, Yanto Williams. Oh, on Facebook. He did, yeah. Yes, actually, he did have a guess, but uh, I can't remember what he said now. Uh, he was nowhere near it. I think he... Yeah, yeah, Yanto Williams did, did have a go, um, but he, yeah. he didn't get it right. Okay, one more week then. <laughs> oh, right, okay, I was just about to say, all right, yeah, we'll give it another week, so yeah. One more week. What's different about that TARDIS sound 
than it was before. If you go back, and so you're yeah. not allowed to enter because I did give in and tell him. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So, so you're he's not allowed to enter, Yanto. Yeah. So you're you're yes, you can't enter. Disqualified. Disqualified <laughs> for being wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go back to whatever episode before we changed all the cool to the cool new intro stuff, and uh, whatever episodes it was before that, listen to the new section and that sound and. Uh, let us know. So anyway, news. News. Um, first bit of news, which is really cool, I'm really getting into this, is the um, the Lego Dimensions thing. Yeah. Which looks great. Now, before, because we, we mentioned this when it was released uh, a few episodes ago, that Doctor Who was going to be in the new Lego game, mm. which is cool in itself. And all of the um, promos and videos that have, that have come out um, up to now have only showed Peter Capaldi as the Doctor. Um, and we haven't seen much else, but um, there is a new video that's just landed, um, which I'm assuming is um, part of the the whole Comic Con thing. Mm, oh, probably, yeah, yeah, because they've got um, a whole massive Lego stand at Comic Con, and there's a little Doctor Who section there for the Dimensions thing. So, those of you who don't know as yet, there's a new Lego game coming later on in the year called Lego Dimensions, and it's a very similar vibe to. Um, other games that you've seen where you have a physical figure, so things like Disney Infinity um, or the Skylanders thing, where you have a little uh, toy figure, uh, you place it on a mat, and then that character appears in the game for you, uh, which is very cool. And I think that's the the thing with Dimensions. I think you, you have to have all the little figures physically to place them on the little mat that's connected to your console when then they appear in the game. Or you might be able to just grab characters within the game without the figure. I'm not sure yet. But anyway, that, yeah. that's the vibe. So up to now, we've seen uh, the 12th Doctor's character in the game. So when I watched this video, I think it was yesterday or the day before, um, there's this really funny setup where um, Gandalf from Lord of the Rings, Batman, and um, is it Lucy from the Lego movie? Yeah, it's Lucy, yeah. Lucy, I couldn't think yeah. of her name, actually, yeah. Yeah. Lucy. Um, and they're all kind of... Um, bundled around the Doctor and they're, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. And they all land inside, they all get shoved inside the TARDIS. And it's the first time that we've seen the TARDIS interior in the Lego game. It looks great. It looks freaking awesome. Yeah. It looks really good. And then not only that, the video plays through and the Doctor goes through his whole regeneration cycle towards the end. I'll tell you, I watched this video this morning when you sent me the link. I just couldn't believe how blimmin', I'm going to say the word, awesome. <laughs> it's it's absolutely brilliant and it really really has got me excited for this actually yeah it's such a good little video isn't it it's really really good and the thing with it is is a lot of the focus around the whole sci-fi element of this new uh, lego game because it mixes um franchises and characters from all different movies in one game that's the whole point of it you can play mm. as any character from any franchise that lego support um and a lot of the focus is actually on Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the sci-fi stuff and that part of the game is all around Who. So that's awesome that... Oh, my God. So that's great <laughs> that um, that Doctor Who is really getting um, sort of brought almost to the forefront of this stuff now. It's like... Uh, it's taken off massively in, in the US and across Europe and stuff in terms of TV, but now video games are also starting to see the potential of Doctor Who. So fingers crossed we might get a dedicated Lego Doctor Who video game. That might be cool. Mm, mm. Um, but otherwise, yeah, look out for more Dimension stuff. We'll we'll post it up um, 
on the Facebook page or we'll let you know on a future episode. But it's looking really, really, really good. And it's out September. September. So, yeah, not too long, is it? Mm. I was just about to say when's it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely oh, definitely up for this. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know about that. I don't know what the price will be. I, I know they can be a bit, a bit on the pricey side, aren't they? But um, it's a must-have, I think, this one. Yeah, I think... Um, I think it's going to be really cool to play as the Doctor in the Lego game. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. I love the fact it's got the, like you said, the regeneration thing. Like he, twelve regenerates back into one, and then you know back and forth, isn't it? And there's a it said in the little description something about a jukebox in the TARDIS where you can play all the all the Doctor Who themes, mm-hmm. which I thought was a great little idea. So there's some really nice thought gone into it. Um, I know you'll be going straight up and putting on the Seventh Doctor theme. Uh, yeah, it's Probably. really cool. <laughs> yeah, um, very big. Uh, yeah, and it also says that um, uh, the TARDIS and K9, you'll be pleased to know, mate. Oh, yes. Can be yeah. bought as physical Lego um, uh, kits. <laughs> Obviously, I will be buying it because I can never have enough K9s. Affirmative. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, no, that's great. I can't wait that, Wait for that. And uh, yeah, September's not that far away, so it's going to be, we'll say it once more, awesome. awesome. Everything is awesome. <laughs> Um, in other news, we've had a bit of a bit of a hitchhiker's feel, a bit of a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy vibe coming through for series nine. Yeah, um, you seen this picture of these three little blue bottles? Yep. And yep. Uh, somebody zoomed in on one. I'm just going to get the little quote up because uh, one of them's got written on it something. Oh, I've lost it. I had it right in front of me, and I've lost it. Something about uh, life, the universe, and everything, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, answers answer to the question of life, the universe, and everything in the galaxy, and then there's sort of some strange Gallifreyan symbols, That's right. and then the words part ten. Um, so yes, mm. it's quite interesting because there's a, there's a lot of things been read into this already. I mean, it could just be they could just be you know in the background. It might mean absolutely nothing, and they're just a little prop. Um, but it could also mean lots of things because obviously the life. The answer to life, the universe, everything is 42, mm-hmm. um, which was a David Tennant episode, and he's the 10th Doctor, and it's saying part 10. So I don't know. It could mean a lot of things. And also, I think it is in episode 10, isn't it? So, Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I love stuff like this, I, yeah. I love, especially when it references something really cool like um, Hitchhiker's Guide, because um, as we know, Douglas Adams was um, wrote for Doctor Who back in the classic years. Um, and I think it's quite cool that they've, They've dropped these little, uh, can we call them Easter eggs? Yeah. I guess um, that they've dropped these little Easter eggs in because um, you don't really see much of it in Doctor Who. The only thing that you see in terms of reference to things or Easter eggs to things is normally um, its own thing. So in modern Who, they kind of drop things in that happened from classic Who. Mm. You know what I mean? They don't really externally reference um, anything else in the world sometimes <laughs> maybe possibly yeah um so i think it's cool that they've they've these little references like you say they could mean absolutely nothing at all they're just little tiny touches that maybe the producers or the set designers just wanted to throw in just for the hell of it but mm. i think it's very cool yeah i think it's good i have a feeling it's just uh I don't think it's going to be anything major, um, but I'm, like you, I agree. It's really nice little uh, a little touch. I think it maybe maybe it's hinting there's going to be a bit of a Douglas Adams vibe to that episode or something. Perhaps they're just giving it a bit of a like you said, a bit of a hark back to, yeah. to that to that. So yeah, but we shall see. But yeah, it's nice nice touch. Maybe um, maybe a bit of humour in part ten. Mm. Maybe some dry 
some dry, dead kind oh, of humour. Very dry humour, yeah. yeah. So that's going to be cool. Last up in the news, we've got some intriguing, possibly uh, cryptic images that have been uh, appearing on the official Instagram Doctor Who account of late. Mm. Um, and some of them are, some of them raise more questions than anything else. Uh, and some of them, I think, are just very cool to look at because um, the BBC have released a couple of official pictures over the last couple of weeks of um, Capaldi next to the TARDIS in a in a, a mist-filled quarry or a, a a desert somewhere. Yeah, a dry desert. So, um, so that was a few months ago, and then the we've had some since then. They've been putting some Instagram pics up of really cryptic things. It started off with just the TARDIS in a quarry, it looks like, or on the beach or something. Um, but then they started posting things like really blurred out photos, like somebody um, getting like monster makeup applied mm. um, and things like that. And then we've got Kate Stewart. And then we've got these strange alien symbols that are, they look like they're inside the TARDIS, but the way it's lit and stuff, but it's not really sure. I like that. That's one of the ones I like the best, actually, this sort of black disc with these white symbols on yeah i think it looks really cool so it kind of reminds me of something out of crawl or something it just looks really really like yeah yeah retro but very very cool yeah and it's not gallifreyan it's nothing no. like that it's definitely an alien thing and then the one below it looks very predatorish. yes if you know what i mean the red mm. stuff with all those symbols yeah now um, you say it yeah yeah and i'm not sure if we're gonna you know but one of the photos looks like um one of the actors is having some makeup, like a synthetic mask applied by the look of it and stuff. And it's probably not, but it looks like the Sycorax. Oh, really? Yeah. The photo where you've got it, the, it's like a bit of broken glass and there's a costume yeah. in the foreground. In the background, you can just, it's a blurry, you know, the, the, the background's very blurred, but you can see that the shape of this alien's head and the makeup that's being applied, it looks just like the Sycorax. And I'm not Ooh. sure if these alien symbols might be like a, their ship console. Or, I don't know. A big red button. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture now, actually. Do you know, you, I, I really hope you're right. Um, and what makes you think you could be in with a, chance, a good chance of being right is the fact that they're bringing the Sycorax back to Big Finish. Yeah. And the BBC do tend to work quite well with Big Finish now, don't they? They're sort of, if there's something coming up, they do tend to work together a lot more than they used to. So yeah. that might make sense. So you could be right there, mate. You could be onto something. Yeah, it definitely does look like that, even if it, even mm. though it's very blurry. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's some other stuff as well. So we've got um, uh, a big chest of treasure and gold. Could that relate to our, could that tie in with our review episode? Are, the, are they coming back? It very well could do. Yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully not but yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and then we've got some spooky looking things we've got um what was that episode where um the doctor and clara were in a big haunted house was it called listen was it listen uh, no what was the one before that in series seven where that's it, hide hide oh no, no 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 was it hide with the um yes you could be right or I could be getting completely confused. It had that Scottish guy who was like an investigator, paranormal investigator guy. Yeah, I think that is and Hyde. Is it Hyde? Yeah. Yes, yeah, you are so. right. Yeah, yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this looks just like it. 
So there's a photo of like a candle with some cobwebs around it. And then there's an external shot of this big old creepy looking mansion house. That reminds me of the house in uh, Seeds of Death, actually. You know, ah, the Tom Baker yeah. one a little bit. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, so I think we could be in for a, um, a, a ghostly, paranormal looking uh, episode. Mm. Uh, then we've got a load of scrolls and then we've got um osgood <laughs> like the way you just you know, scroll past the scrolls yeah i thought <laughs> i did the same yeah they're not interesting scrolls scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, and then osgood uh, mm. and we've got a big top secret splat covering up something on the table in front of her mm. uh, what do you reckon that is so, um, i don't know because you can't see anything else on the desk other than a notepad and a, a phone by the look of it so that's interesting, what's in front of her. Mm. So, and then we have the three bottles with the, Gallif- with the Gallifreyan signs and part 10 and so on. And then we've got these little Cyberman pods, which I don't think they are, but they... Yeah, what are these? I was intrigued by these, because, yeah, the first thing you think of when you see them is, is Cyberman pods. Yeah. Then I was thinking, like, the death in heaven, like those pods... Um, I don't know. They're a bit odd, aren't they? Could they be Cybermat pods? I don't know. They look small, but it could just be the way the photo's taken. I'm not sure. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure because I think that because it, it's part of a set because you've got all like the MDF and everything and cables running around. I think maybe these are, I think this is a bit of a, a tricky, a, almost a, the equivalent of a trick question because I think this has more to do with what's on the other side of this wall hmm. rather than these things. They look like cyber. Cybermen pods, but I'm going to throw yeah. something out there. I'm going to say Ice Warriors. Something Ooh. about something about that says Ice Warriors to me. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the side of a boat, a sub, or something. I don't know. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm just going to put that out there. They look. Um, I'll tell you what they do look like, mate. They look like mm-hmm. aeroplane windows. Ah, yeah, they? yeah. No, yes, yes, they do. That's now you said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon you could be onto something. Yeah. Looking from the, the other shout. side. Yeah, yeah, it could be, yeah. That's right. Oh, no, that doesn't mean we're going to get awful flying Cybermen again, does it? Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we don't want any more going up in planes. True, true. But you know what? I think you could be, you could be onto something there, yeah. This is what we do, guys. We're <laughs> investigators as well as podcasters. You're actually you're very good at it. <laughs> You've obviously been doing it a bit more than me. You need anything solving? You want any pictures decrypting? You're the man. We'll we'll take a look for you. I so hope you're right about that cigarettes. Really. Yeah, that looks very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just if you don't have Instagram, um, I suggest you go and get it immediately. Mm. Um, and there's two very important accounts you need to follow on there. The first one is obviously the official Doctor Who. Oh, yes. Um, and the second one is our account. Yeah. Go and follow both of them. I, do you know, I only, I only just followed the BBC one. It's, uh, um, I just naturally assumed I'd already got it. And then I kept seeing all these pictures and I was thinking, I never see these come up in my feed and realised that somehow I wasn't following them. So, uh, yeah, I am now following the BBC yeah. official account. They do put the odd picture on there, which is amazing. And you think, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I quite I like these little intriguing ones. It's good. Mm. It gets you because it's not giving you. It's not a great big spoiler. It's not giving you a monster. It's not giving you all the stuff. It's just it's just enough to tease. And I like. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. And if you want to f- make sure you follow the official one, which is called BBC Doctor Who, or one word 
there's no underscores or dashes or dots or anything like that. Yeah. Because there are quite a few accounts on there that look official, but they're actually not. So, yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's why I wasn't, yeah, that's why I thought I was following them already. Um, and then I realized whatever it was I was following wasn't them. You yeah. Got, you got duped. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's <laughs> loads of, you're right. Because there's loads of ones that are like Doctor Who official or this that aren't, aren't the ones. So, yeah. Yeah. So what is it? It's BBC. BBC Doctor Who, all one That's, word. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's times. two pigeons. I don't know if you can hear this because it's quite loud, but there's, there's two pigeons absolutely going mental outside my house. <laughs> I don't know if you're picking this up on the mic. They are, I don't know what, what they're doing. It's some sort of some sort of pigeon war going on outside at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're being entertained, mm. do you want to tell us what we're going to review this week? Yes, no pigeons in this episode, but plenty of pirates. It's the curse of the black spot. What kind of rubbish pirates are you? One drop, that's all it takes. One drop of blood and she'll rise out of the ocean. Come on, I've barely even scratched him. What are you all in such a huff about? Uh, Doctor, what's, what's happening to me? She can smell the blood on your skin. She's marked you for death. She? A demon out there in the ocean. Okay, groovy. So not just pirates today. We've managed to bag your shit where there's a demon popping in. <laughs> Very efficient. I mean, if something's going to kill you, it's nice that it drops you a note to remind you. Quickly, Leo, look at the sound. What? The creature. She charms all her victims with that song. Oh, great. So put my fingers in my ears. That's your plan. Doctor, come on, let's go. Let's get back to the... Uh... Oh, back to the... <laughs> the music. <laughs> it's working on him, look. You are so beautiful. What? Oh, oh, no, I love your get-up. Oh, it's great. You should dress as a pirate more often. Huh? <laughs> Good old Rory. Yeah. Bring I the like mood up a bit. <laughs> so, The Curse of the Black Spot. Um, so, we we chose this one because it just falls in line with our mission statement. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right phrase. <laughs> to, to bring you review episodes that are, uh, that divide opinion, I guess. Yeah. And uh, this is another one that falls very nicely into that that bucket. Um, now the Casa Black so right let's give you a quick run so this was back in 2011 um, this was a Stephen Thompson um, written episode mm. and um, I'm not sure about you mate but when I first when I first before I started watching this one and I watched it as part of a as part of a, like a back to back viewing when I got the Blu-ray box set of this Mm. this series and i must admit i did i was looking forward to watching it before i started watching it um because i think it was very i think it was timed very well with um um with the whole pirates of the caribbean thing that was going on at the time yeah you know it was very everybody was there was like a rejuvenation of the whole pirates thing wasn't there pirates were cool again yeah i know what you mean yeah um and also, because it was um, uh, a Stephen Thompson uh, uh, thing, I thought, yes, this is, this is going to be quite cool. If this was his first um, uh, episode written for, for Doctor Who, but I, 
seen a couple of his things before because um, my uh, my other half watched this thing called The Whistleblowers, um, which was an ITV a couple of years before, and that was really, really, really good. All um, right. So I thought, okay, this is going to be quite cool. Um, and then, okay, let, let's not... Uh, let's not go too negative straight away because it's there are some really good things about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> story-wise, really quickly, story-wise, yeah. um, the, the TARDIS uh, receives a distress signal from what they think is another spaceship. Um, and it turns out, at first glance anyway, that instead of um, landing on a spaceship, they land on a pirate ship in the middle of the ocean um, on Earth. Um And what's happening at the time is uh, the crew that they sort of run into seems to be very small. And then they find out very quickly that the reason why there's not much crew is because they're being uh, seemingly uh, vaporized uh, and killed by this siren, which they think is a ghost or a mythical kind of thing. Mm. And the way that the siren appears is that if you get a scratch or a cut or whatever, then you get this black spot appear on your hand, hence the the title of the, the episode. And um, within no time at all, the siren appears and you're zapped from existence. Yeah. Um, but then there's a little bit more to it. There's a bit more thing going on with the um, the captain of the ship. Uh, he is um, his son is stowed away on the ship, so he's got a bit more responsibility. His crew's getting um, zapped here, there, and everywhere. And now there's these strangers appear on the ship. They're getting zapped as well, and um, it transpires as the story goes on that this siren creature is not an evil creature that's just killing everyone. She's just some kind of automated um, uh, nurse, or this digital nurse, if you like, that yeah. that just automatically takes care of somebody regardless of what their um, injury or illness is. She's kind of on autopilot, so she has no choice but to zap them to this medical unit, which is apparently on a spaceship, which is part of a alternate universe, which is being crossed over. That's it. Yeah. So there's two universes. One is the guys on the pirate ship. The other one is this alien ship that's been um, the crew of long since deceased, but they've swapped over in parallel. Yeah. So she's zapping these crew members from the pirate ship out of that universe into the other, the universe, which is um, this futuristic ship with this sick bay. And embroiled in all this, very early on, Rory gets the black spot of death. So he's mm-hmm. on borrowed time, it looks like. And while all this is going on, the Doctor is figuring everything out. Yeah. He's very investigatory through this episode he's trying to figure out what the siren is he's trying to figure out why this is going on how she appears where do the people go etc yeah um nicely summed up and i think i think that's pretty much it yeah that's pretty much it yeah yeah i have to say i shared your your enthusiasm um you know before this aired i remember sort of seeing the clips from it and um mm-hmm. i liked the sort of the look of it you know i thought oh on a pirate ship and on a lo- on location and you know yeah i was excited for this one before it aired as well yeah um me too mm. yeah it didn't quite live up to it yeah <laughs> i guess I, I i another reason i was excited is because my uncle uh who lived in cornwall at the time um I, we went i went to stave him about 
two weeks before it aired. I was really hoping it was going to be on when we were down there because he was about 10 minutes from that boat. So he took oh, us wow. down to see the the boat um, in uh, in Cornwall. And Oh, gosh, I've forgotten the name of the place. Um, I don't know if it's still there, but, yeah, I saw the actual boat. And uh, so I was really excited. I thought, oh, I've seen the boat. You know, I can't wait to watch this episode. Um, it's um, And it's it's got some good ideas, I think, hasn't it? It's it another has. one, isn't yeah. it? It's another one that's got some cracking ideas. And, uh, you know, for a start, I like, obviously you think this siren thing is, initially you think as soon as they get the black spot, it's actually killing them. It's, it's taking, you know, taking them away. So I do like the fact it's, turns out it's actually saving them. I remember yeah. at the time thinking, oh, that's a nice twist. But the problem with that is, um, is once you know that. So like when I watched this again the other day, all the way through the episode, you just you, you already know the sort of outcome. So it's kind of um, it doesn't have much sort of repeat viewing, uh, if you know what I mean. It's just yeah. like because you already know it all the way through. I was thinking, yeah, they're all running about. She's coming, she's coming. But I already know that actually she's good. So it, you know, it, I think it works. It's a sort of story that works once, but watching it again, it, it just it doesn't have much uh, much in it. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those isolated. Um, uh, episodes where you're absolutely right it's once you've watched it once you know you're not in any hurry to to go back and stick it on again mm. and i think that's one of the things that um i don't know would you say that series six was maybe one of the weakest since moffat took over or yeah definitely yeah. no i'm not a fan of series six much i mean there, there i think there are i don't dislike it as much as some people because i think there's some really good stuff in there um actually i think funny enough i think one of the main problems with series six is a lot of the great ideas are ones like this that once you know once you know they're a bit like the whole thing with the doctor dying yeah you know once mm -hmm. you, when you go back and watch this series all the way through you know exactly what's coming in terms of that twist so it kind of yeah. makes a lot of what you're watching pointless if you know what I mean, mm -hmm. um, and that is—I think—that's one of the problems with series six. And yeah, this episode is quite a good example of that because, you know, you just know all the way through that she's good, and there's no peril or danger. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I think that's that, that's probably one of the biggest. Um, well, for me anyway, it's one of the biggest issues I have with series six is that mm -hmm. it's full of episodes that. Um, it, I mean, it could have been a cracking series because I really like series five. Yeah, I do. I think Matt Smith is, and it's weird because even though Matt Smith really just nailed it from the off for series five, I think he really does hit his stride with series six. I think he really does start to just take on that whole, you know, ethos and the role of the doctor. I think he's, he mm. just does it so naturally at this point. Yeah, it's really good, and it's just a real shame because it's not terrible, you know. It's not like it. It's not, you know. It's one of those things where people just constantly, constantly, um, uh, bitch and moan about series six all day long. It's not that bad, hmm. um, but you know, this episode and a few others in particular is just one of those examples where you think oh, it could have been so good. I mean, the whole pirates thing. Because um, I love a good pirate story. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the Goonies. Oh, yes. you know, the Goonies, you know, just they did pirates. And there's not even many pirates in it. No. And it's a great pirate story. Um, and then the Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm not sure on a few of them, especially the first one. 
you know, that's a really good example of a great, fun, entertaining pirate story. With mm. this one, I just don't think there's enough pirates in it for long enough. And the pirates that we do see are very, you know, you know, in the past where we've, where we've looked at certain characters, especially in Classic Who and the supporting cast, where we've mentioned things like they're playing it very pantomime and oh, they're yeah. playing it very over the top and all that sort of stuff. In a way, I'm, I was kind of hoping that we would have some of that in this one. Yeah, I know what you mean. You yeah. know, it's, it could have done with a little bit more humor to it. Yeah, they could have yeah. done with a bit of OTT, mm. some pirates doing their typical, there's not a parrot in sight. <laughs> there's no wooden legs. And I think, <laughs> no. if, you know, and I think if you're going to go and do a typical or a stereotypical pirate story, at least try and throw some of those things in there to make it fun. Mm. <laughs> because because of the whole Johnny Depp and Pirates of the Caribbean thing at this time, you would have thought they would have tried to appeal to many people youngsters alike but to me i just found this a bit boring yeah you know what you're absolutely right actually yeah you're absolutely right because what humor there is in this falls really really flat and most of the humor is reliant on amy being jealous of the siren which is just as i say it falls flat as a pancake doesn't it it does Um, all the even rory's uh, lines in this just don't to be honest with you the cast don't seem to be really delivering in this one for me um even matt uh matt's okay in it but even he i mean normally even in a episode that's below par for me matt smith normally brings it up a bit mm-hmm. but even in this one i found him very substandard to be honest with you um he's doing lots of annoying things with his hands as well you know he does that that thing oh, just yeah. irritates me yeah. um but um but yeah do you know what you you've i think you've hit the nail on the head actually it's uh there isn't a lot of fun in it and, yeah. and, and you're right, they could have had a lot more fun with it. It didn't need to be completely hammed up. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It could have had a bit more bit more in there. Because um, that's the thing. I, uh, Hugh Bonneville plays like the lead pirate guy, doesn't he? That's right. Yeah. And he plays it very straight. Everyone mm-hmm. in this is taking it very seriously, aren't they? Um, and I actually do think he's quite good in it, I have to be honest. I thought, I think he gives a good performance. But yeah, you are right. He's playing it really, really deadpan straight serious yeah. yeah and it's on on the other hand you can kind of see where they were going with it they wanted to create an episode of full of suspense and foreboding because they're um it's that classic old thing about them being chased or hunted by something yeah so there's this build-up throughout the episode where is rory gonna you know bite the dust is you know what's going to happen and that sort of thing so you can see what they what they did from that point of view we're creating this suspense and this kind of sense of, you know, it's always horrible when something is after you and you can't, there's only limited escape routes because they're on a ship, they can't go anywhere. Mm. So it's kind of cool from that vibe, but um, it just made the whole thing very um, dark and and quite boring. And It's th- very repetitive, yeah. isn't it? Mm. It's like I kept thinking this, the same thing just keeps happening over and over again. There's not, there's not a lot of content to it to hold your attention. I think, like you said, a bit of if you've had a bit of humour and a bit of fun in the middle, mm-hmm. it probably would have made it flow better. But yeah, all we all we keep getting is people getting the marked, and then she's coming, she's coming, and it we sort of just get that over and over again until they find out that they're going to the hospital. So yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of content in there. I do like the idea of the fact that you know that's quite a nice idea that you get marked for, well, you're not getting marked for death, but you know what I mean? Yeah. That's quite a nice little idea. Yeah. Cause like you said, that brings an, an element of danger to it, a bit of excitement, but yeah, not yeah. enough to sustain the 45 minutes. Certainly not enough. And 
Um, yeah, for me, it's just a pirates thing. I was just wanting loads more pirates doing piratey things and interacting with the Doctor and Amy and Rory a lot more and mm. and all that stuff. But and and the actors that they had as the pirates. I mean, for the first ten fifteen minutes, they don't act like pirates at all. They they just follow the Doctor and the Captain around, completely silent mm. for some of it. Um, and when something happens, they're they're there's no there's not much emotion going on it's just I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it's down to um jeremy webb the director whether he just wasn't getting the best out of them on this particular occasion but or if he were they were just going through the motions i'm not sure but i think they're trying to i think they're trying too hard not to be cliche is what it is i think they're trying to play it too straight Yes, rather than, you're right. I think, yep. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what it is. I think they've thought, no, 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 we don't want to go in there. Like you said, if we don't want to do the sort of cliche wooden leg and that, but they've gone a bit too far of it. So what you actually get is, you know, pirates that may as well just be builders. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like, yeah. yeah, they're not piratey enough. So, yeah. But I think that's what it is, perhaps, that they were trying to be a bit too serious with it. Yeah. So Hugh Bonville, he was quite cool. A little bit yeah. dry, a little bit not really he- having too much fun with it, but... But he acts it well, I think. He does I do act think it he's, well. he's yeah. quite a good actor, I think. He's very good, yeah. I mean, acting another guy yeah. in there who's, who's a good actor, but he's very underused, and I'm not sure what his name is. Um, I always think of him as the guy out of Press Gang, but probably a lot of our <laughs> listeners are too young to remember that. But do you know the guy I mean? From Press Gang? Um, oh, he's been in quite a few things, but he's quite a good actor as well. He's like the guy, well, he's like the other pirate that gets to do a bit of talking. Um, you know, he's locked in the room with the kid, that guy. Oh, yes. He's um, quite good. He's quite a good actor, he is, but he doesn't really do much in this. Yes. I think the guy you're talking about, was he in EastEnders for a while? I think he might have been, yes. Yeah, it Lee Ross? I'm looking at looking at the list here. It yeah. might be Lee Ross. Yes, yeah, so. he's quite a good actor as well. So you've got, you got quite a good cast here. You've got Hugh Bonneville. You've got, Lee, you know, Lee Ross. That's some good, good guys. And Lily Cole is the siren. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't really need to do much, but I do think she's good casting because i think she looks the part you know when she's doing all the, when they sort of do the cgi and of her being crazy scary yeah thing yeah you know she looks the part and yeah she doesn't have to sort of deliver any amazing acting does she because she doesn't really get any lines so <laughs> so she, the cast is there you know you've got a good cast i just don't think like you said i don't think they got the best out of them yeah and and i think you're right as well where they didn't want to appear to be throwing cliches around all the time but mm. they i think they played it too safe yeah, yeah. That, it's, that's, yeah. If you're going to say something about this episode, yeah, they've played it too safe and, and subsequently made it too dull, unfortunately. Yeah. There was a quite a decent bit at the beginning where Amy gets the pirate gear on and she has a little swashbuckling moment. That was yeah, that's, okay. that's good. Yeah, yeah. Like a bit. Um, and other than that, they didn't really have a lot to do. Rory plays the bits quite well where the siren's singing and he's kind of gone up in the clouds and he can, it's reasonably funny, but um it's been a lot funnier yeah okay. what, yeah i was gonna say i mean there are they have tried to inject a couple of lines in it um in terms of humor um and yeah unfortunately they don't, they don't come across i mean i think amy just comes across as really annoying actually uh, right. the whole jealousy thing was just stupid but i normally love rory i mean Lord, rory normally delivers a you know can deliver a deadpan line and it's really good but it kind of gets a bit lost in this you know um yeah i think no you're right mate yeah. yeah, I'm just sort of having a look at my other notes. I mean, yeah, I made made a few sort of 
remarks about this, but overall, I just think it's it's got some. I guess another one. It's got some good ideas. They just don't use those ideas enough because it's um, it's a pretty sort of. I think once you've seen it once, it's just a pretty boring watch. Like you said, it's not one you're going to go back to. Yeah. Um, there's nothing in it that really. There's not even really a standout moment in it, is there? It's not one because sometimes you get an episode. Ah, it's a bit dull, but there's a bit in it you like, or there's someone in it that's good. Um, like I say, that's normally Matt. I d- don't know about you, but I found Matt going through the motions a bit in this. He really didn't seem to be on top form in this one for me. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, I think one of the just before I go on to Matt, I think the only standout moment for me is at the end when they're bringing Rory back to life. That's kind of borderline. Bit emotional. That was could have gone a bit sideways, but that wasn't yeah, too bad. Yeah. Um, but yes, Mister Smith. Um, lots of hand rubbing and point. Yes, yes. Lots of clicking and rubbing hands and pointing. And he's very yeah. in that mode, isn't he? In this one. Yep. Spot on. Yeah. Um, which is, I don't really mind. I think that's quite cool. That's one of the cool things about Matt Smith. Um, and don't they pick up on it in the day the Doctor isn't? Is it? Um, John uh, Hurt. John Hurt references that that he's. A, do you always wave your hands or something when you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you know, it's very much his trademark, kind of as as his version of the Doctor, and um, I don't mind it too much. I thought that was quite cool. Are you not a fan of it then, especially in this one? Um, it doesn't normally bug me, but so much. I don't know. In this, I just I think it's because I found that he wasn't really doing a lot in this one, Matt. Apart from that. You know, he's like you said, he's doing a lot of mm, rubbing hands, trying to work it out. But he's not really giving that sort of great performance that I know that he can he can deliver. Right. But to be honest with you, it's not really Matt's fault because it's more the fact he hasn't got anything good in the script to say. Like I did, one of my notes was the scripts in terms of the dialogue is is really is really terrible. Mm-hmm. It really yep. is. I it mean, is. there are, there's um. There was a couple of lines I really should have written it down. There's one that Matt says, and I'm trying to think what it is. And you know, normally he can deliver a line, but it just it, it is so sort of out of character. It's almost as if Steve, no, what was the writer called? Steve Thompson. Steve Thompson. Yeah, it's almost as if he didn't really know how to write write the the three main leads because all of them just don't seem to be really gelling in this. Um, yeah. yeah. And also, but the, the other problem with series six was we got lots of. All the episodes kind of we had that sort of all the arc, didn't we? All the all the episodes kind of tie in with each other. So there's that bit where Amy sees um, Madam, whatever her name is, you know, with the eye patch. Kavarian. Kavarian, oh, yeah, yep. that's it. So you get all these little bits that fit into the episode series six. But if you're watching it as a standalone episode, you're a bit like, well, what's that about? Yeah, you know? true. So that's that's another that's another issue with series six is that a lot of the episodes weren't particularly standalone. Um, episodes Stephen, yeah Stephen Moffat loved that he loves that stuff though doesn't he the oh he does very long story arcs that pop in and out of each other mm. um, so yeah Matt he was good don't get me wrong I, I think he was good as he normally is he's a great doctor um, but I agree with you I didn't think he had enough to get his teeth into to really cut loose with it I think he was, was restricted quite a bit by because there wasn't very many scenes where people talk for that long. No. They're just very sh- short and choppy little bits in each scene, and there wasn't really any character building because no- nobody's on screen long enough or can talk for long enough apart from the odd little scene. Actually, yeah, that's one of the things I was thinking of when you were when you were talking about the characters earlier about sort of not being very developed. 
Um, yeah, it's one of the things I thought as well, because you don't really care too much for the characters no. um, in no. this one. And uh, yeah, I was thinking that earlier when you said it, because it's a bit like they, the storyline with um, Hugh Bonneville and his son. You know, they're, they're trying to eject a sort of bit of a emotional stuff in there. But the problem is you don't really sort of get to know them well enough to really care uh, in a way, do you? That's right. Uh, yeah. And the same with the other characters. You, you know, like you said, they're not fleshed out enough for you to really sort of give a damn about them, really. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's at the end, when they're in the sort of parallel um, boat, uh, ship, pirate ship, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's almost a bit cringy cheesy, isn't it? Rather, they should sort of be quite a, a, a sort of powerful ending with them floating off. You know, it's quite a nice sort of twist around that they're now in charge of that boat. Yes. But to me, I just sort yeah. of found myself thinking, oh, God. <laughs> you know, it didn't, didn't really have much impact on me, to be honest. Mm. It's kind of weird. And in one part of me thinks that when you see a bunch of pirates like that on a, on a spaceship that are going off into space, you think, wow, they're going to have loads of cool adventures out in space now. But mm. because of how this episode went, I probably thought, well, they're probably just going to sit down for a bit. <laughs> sit down for a bit and uh, just wait it out and do whatever. I couldn't see them going on a really big swashbuckling adventure to go and pillage other spaceships and rob for gold and all that stuff. It just didn't seem right based on mm-hmm. these no. characters and how they've been written. So. No, and also it's a bit sparse on that spaceship, isn't it? There's no, uh, no, I didn't see any food or... Uh, true, true. Yeah, just just a lot of um, white sheets and tables and <laughs> pipes and stuff, yeah. That's yeah. it. I also didn't quite get why, you know, like when the, the people are on the tables, obviously they're being cured and stuff, but like some of them only had a cut on the hand. And I'm thinking, why are they, why are they all lying down dead? Like, oh, right, because they're did I miss sedated. Something? Yeah, they're being sedated. sedated. Yeah. But they, but they can't come off the tube. Uh, or, they can. or does it depend? They can, but not by themselves. Ah, right. They can't just get up. They have someone else to do that. Right, yeah. Because yeah. that was the other bit I didn't quite get, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think this episode, before we get on to our review quickly, I think this episode was anticipated really highly because mm. um, it did get 6.2 million viewers. Did it? And it was the second largest audience of that night. Um, it was beaten by Britain's Got Talent on ITV. Mm. And it puts it in the uh, the appreciation index um, in the excellent category because it went on to do another million or so on iPlayer. So overall, it was oh, 7.8 right. million viewers in mm. total. So I think a lot of people were like, yeah, this is going to be a really cool pirate episode. But I think maybe the next morning it's like that hangover. <laughs> where you kind of think oh why did why did i do that why did i do that yeah yeah <laughs> so our reviewage mm. um whose turn is it to go first might be me uh, yeah yeah you go first yeah okay i'm gonna go straight in with a four okay yep um i'm gonna uh be very close uh, to you there because i think i went 4.5 okay Right. Yeah. Not sure what the point five is for, but I don't know. It's I don't think it's the worst episode. Um, no. But it's certainly not one that I will go back to anytime soon. Yeah. It's not. It's not dreadful. Yeah. It's not one that I sit there and groan all the way through. Uh, it's more one that I sit there and just think, just feel bored basically. So it's not dreadful, but it just ain't got a lot going for it. Yeah, I'd agree with mm. that, mate. What did our listeners think? Mm, yes. What did they think? A uh, couple of peeps on Twitter. Um, uh, Matt from Who Alex Reviews. He um, he didn't really have a, a comment on the episode, but he did say um, 
New Earth, Time and the Rani, Time Lash, and now Curse of the Black Spot in the last five weeks. How have you both coped? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, Matt. You um, wait till episode fifty, mate. You've got a, we've got a cracker coming up for episode fifty. <laughs> um, and Cousins twenty nineteen. Um, he had a couple of tweets to voice his opinion. One tweet wasn't enough. It never is. He says, hate Curse of the Black Spot. Haven't watched it since it aired. And if I remember, this is another one that Rory dies in. Um, And then he goes on to say, the worst episode in Doctor Who ever. Followed by many, many exclamation marks. And then, why did the pirates come back in A Good Man Goes to War? See, I was trying to think. I don't remember that. Do you you remember it? I'm sure they did. I'm Um, not questioning. But someone else said that. And I was thinking, I don't remember seeing them again. I can't remember i'm going to go and check that out after we've recorded mm. actually but yeah so long since i've watched good man goes to war you see that i Same, i'm, I'm yeah. not questioning that he's right i'm sure he is but yeah i was interested when he said that because i was like do they I, I just don't remember seeing them again but yeah he gave it a zero out of ten. Ooh, right okay yeah. and then on facebook um matt again from who addicts reviews oh Hugh addicts reviews uh he starts off with sigh <laughs> uh, this is uh, neither a really good episode or a really bad one it's a filler episode that's just there uh, nothing special or significant or something I'd rush back to rewatch. but I will say with Pirates it had potential but it left me very underwhelmed and disappointed in what could have been a really good story 5 out of 10 mm. uh, Jay Kent hi Jay Um, I actually find this one all right. It's sort of a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, The only thing I can say against it is the historical inaccuracies. Uh, Despite the singing blue woman and reflection portals, pirates didn't make people walk the plank, nor did they say yo ho ho. Needless to say, I have a soft, in brackets, black spot for this episode. Eight (laughs) out of ten. Love it. Cheers, Jay. That's cool. Um, Stu Gee. Uh, fun but in- insubstantial nice ideas but nothing more or less Yanso Williams uh, oh, interesting idea but could have been delivered better I know lots of people don't like this one I do 8 out of 10 uh, George Coppen hello George, Hi, George. Uh, I like the idea up until the end um, and uh, Hugh Bonneville was brilliant but apart from that pretty weak 5 out of 10 Lewis Palmer horrible Makes Time Lash look as good as Genesis of the Daleks. Whoa, 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 whoa. Steady on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back up there a bit. Yeah, Um, easy. uh, Good idea, but awful realisation. This Mm. is another reason why I'd rather fall through glass than be forced to watch a marathon of series. (laughs) 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 One out of ten, Lewis. Oh, dear. Um, Devin Baker. Really, um, really bad episode. Didn't have time to watch Time Lash or the podcast. Sorry, but this was a fail of a story. Two out of ten. Matthew Gibson Duxbury. Three out of ten. And that is being nice to it after having such a good two-part opener. Um, We get this, which is um, probably with Series 6, you get some episodes where they're completely on their own, but then have to have some bits which fit in with the rest of the series. More so as an episode, it is slow and boring, which is amazing to me because it has pirates. Mm. And lastly, Paladin of Gallifrey. Such a cool name. Yes. Um, I know there are some editing and continuity issues, but come on, who doesn't like pirates? Also, I always loved the idea of alien tech being the reason for superstition. 
Yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah. Uh, the only massive downside is Karen's performance during the drowning scene. I will never give up on you, Rory. Oh, wait. You're not breathing. Okay, I'll stop giving you CPR just when you need it most. <laughs> uh, glad you're not my wife. <laughs> gave it a 7 out of 10. Oh, he's generous with the score there. <laughs> yes, some great yeah. points there. Thank you very much. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a couple on geeks. I had uh, Jace House. He said... Um, he remembers liking the story. It's a good atmospheric story. Uh, and, of course, Lily Cole is beautiful as the siren. Alex Pinfield, he says, Karen Gillan dressed as Amy Pond, dressed as a pirate, works for me. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Anthony left um, almost an essay. Um, so I'm just going to uh, just sort of pick out a few bits because we know Ryan likes to give his uh, full view on this, which I also love, Ryan, so thanks. It says, uh, it's just simply boring rubbish, has a weak plot and lacks excitement. Matt Smith's portrayal of the Doctor is zany enough without him being with Blooming Pirates. Um, <laughs> he's giving it a 3.5 out of 10. Stuart cool. Stockwin? Stuart. He, Stuart says, guys, when's a decent episode going to be reviewed? Oh. Uh, well, <laughs> Stuart, you are going to love episode 50. Uh, this episode I sometimes enjoy somehow, but most of the time it's just a load of absolute, I'm not going to say the word. Um, it feels like Stephen Thompson had an idea of the plot, but then kept deciding he wanted to change it as he was writing. The story was weak. The pirates didn't live up to any expectation. The only decent scene is the sword fighting scene, three out of ten. Mm. Mm. Adam Time Lord Fishwick, he says, not one of the best episodes, but not bad, I would say. Stephen McCullough, the brilliant Vote Saxon 07, he says, agree with any of the other negative comments here, just a very dull and empty episode. To be honest, this story should have been condensed into the first act because I want to see some space pirates, damn it. <laughs> oh, space pirates, wow. Thomas Andrew Evans, he says, the episode is pretty bland and I really struggled to stay focused while watching it. I actually remember falling asleep whilst watching it when <laughs> first aired. However, it's still nowhere near as bad as The Wedding of River Song. 6.5 out of 10. Mm, okay. Yanto Williams again. Hello, Yanto. He says, could be better, not quite The Wedding of River Song. Oh, I think he might be replying to Thomas there. Um, Joe Wormsley, she says, yes, Bonneville, love that man. I do think he's pretty good in this, actually. Yeah. And finally, Ben Smith, he says, what a snooze fest. Every time I watch it, I have to try to keep awake. Hugh Bonnefield does a great job with what he gets. The siren reveal is rubbish. Why can't a monster in New Who just be a monster? And I'm no doctor, but I'm sure Rory should have died. Three out of ten. Ooh. Yeah, three out of ten. Wow. So, yeah, pretty, yeah. It's just a lackluster story, really, isn't it? Yeah, that we had a couple of decent scores from you guys, though. It's not, mm. it's not hated, no, completely, which is good because we shouldn't really be hating any episode of Doctor Who. Really, they're all good. Mm, yeah, yeah. As I said, they've all got their own little bits in it, haven't they? They're all good. Um, I wouldn't say I hate it. I'm trying <laughs> to think: is there an episode I hate? I don't mm. think I hate any of them. I think <laughs> hate's a strong word, isn't it? It's a yeah. very strong word, and we shouldn't mm. use it for Doctor Who. I think I used to say I hated Planet of the Dead, you know, the bus one. Oh, oh since you did. We reviewed, yeah, yeah, I did used to use that word hate. But, um, yeah, I don't think I hate any episode. <laughs> you know, I like the bus in that one. There's always something to like in it. <laughs> remembrance. Oh, you can't hate Remembrance. <laughs> I'm only joking. One of the best but, stories ever, that is. That was a joke there. <laughs> Please don't go mad, everybody. Plunk. Yeah. It's not my fave, but I certainly don't hate it. No. Sure. Survival? No, won't even go there. Yeah, still don't hate it. No. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Space Pirates, by the way. Now, that is one that 
it could go in the hate. That's a really bad one. <laughs> Space Pirate, God. Yeah, Second Doctor, yeah. But anyway, yeah, well, let's move away from the hate. Let's, let's move away from the hate. It yeah, wasn't all bad. It was okay. No, no. Cool. And I think we will wrap it up about there. Mm, yeah. Thank you, thank you for joining us for episode 49. And thank you very much for your comments on our review episode. We love you guys when you do that. Yeah, brilliant comments as usual. Yes, you guys are awesome. You make us laugh and despair at the same time, which is awesome. (laughs) What are we doing next, dude? Well, so uh, next week, uh, all being well, we will have a special interview podcast with the lovely Daphne Ashbrook. So that'll be next week. And then following that, episode 50 will be... Um, a review of Love and Monsters. So we'll be putting a thing up for that to get your views on that one. I believe that's very much a Marmite episode, so I'm looking forward to seeing people's comments on that one. Yes. So yeah, that's the next two weeks. So uh, Daphne Ashbrook next week, and then the following week for our 50th, we're doing Love and Monsters. Love and Monsters, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I quite like um, those episodes where you know immediately that it's a Marmite. Yeah, yeah. And I think I've I've watched Love Monsters a couple of times, and my my opinion on it seems to change every time I watch it. So <laughs> I will be watching it again before we review it, and uh, making lots of notes. So yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that one. Coolio, mm. uh, trivia. Um, so last week we asked you which floor on Satellite Five was medical no emergency. And the answer was, well, the answer is <laughs> sixteen. Sixteen floor sixteen. Um, question for this week. Uh, when the doctor first met Amy, where did he say the swimming pool was? Mm. Hmm. When the doctor first met Amy, where did he say the swimming pool was? Jump onto Twitter or Facebook and fire us your answers over. We'll read the correct ones out. Who got the Satellite 5 one right? Um, I don't have them in front of me. I'm very sorry. Did a few people get it? A couple of people got it, yeah. Uh, well done to those who knew. Yes, I'll make more of an effort to have them ready for <laughs> the trivia. So, yeah. Um, jump onto the website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. From there, you can link off to Twitter and Facebook, so you can give us a like and a follow. And you can also listen to all of the past episodes. Also, be sure to follow Adam and The Geek's Handbag. Just jump onto Facebook or YouTube and do a search for that. Loads and loads of cool stuff on there. Thank you very much. Yes. And until next week, have a fantastic time. Yes. And my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And until then, Alonzi!